Thanks for pressing play. You're listening to the Scale with Sales podcast, how to expand abroad with no money, no connections, and no local language. This is where I, Rasmus Basilea, a sales coach and mentor of over 100 companies, discover the do's and don'ts of startup sales together with founders and industry professionals. Welcome, everybody, to the Euroscalers podcast. Today, we have Simo Larmo with us, and uh, he is a farmer, which is not common in the Euroscalers program because we usually work with, you know, digital companies of some sort. It's been really cool to to work with Simo and see see the world from his perspective. So we have him here with us today. So welcome on board, Simo. Thank you, and thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So please, could you share with the audience what type of farmer are you? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, our our farm is uh, we have focused on on growing organic spelt, and and we have done this like thirty years. This is something what my parents have started many many years ago, and uh, well well shortly uh, they they developed a different products from spelt spelt itself. It's a uh, instant grain, which is very very good from its taste, but it there's lots of. Uh, good stuff on it. There's lots of protein and, and there's lots of protein, uh, fiber on it. And there's many customers who say that uh, they cannot consume modern wheat because they're having some stomach aches or something like that. So spelt have been very good for many people. So they, they can consume it better. It's not gluten-free, but the gluten structure is different. So that has been very good. And best of all, it, the taste is really good. And we have, you know, we are selling our goods and products in Finland, mainly in the key and S group, and also to the industry. We are supplying our flowers and different products. And from 19, 2017, we have started exporting and trying many kind of stuff from, from there. Okay, well, thank you, thank you for that intro. Yeah, this spell thing was—it um, uh, took me a while to figure out what that was. So, thank you for giving me a you know a ref- refresh on that. Uh, so, but could you tell me then? You have experimented with a lot of different things. So, what experiments have you tried? What has uh, not worked, and what has worked? I'm curious to hear both. Yeah, well, where we started, we were thinking a lot how to how to do this when we were talking about exporting. We were we were have good growth in Finland, but it's, you know, we, I think we fill that market up because we are talking about very small scale or, you know, not so common, common grain. So we thought that uh, we could have much better markets when we start exporting. Of course, we are very small company, so we don't have so many resource, resources to do uh, things for exporting. And the thing how we started, we started via Amazon. We just, you know, opened account okay. in Amazon and, and 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 set our products there and you know try by then Amazon in, in German was the first first place where we begin. And uh, yeah, things you know, Amazon it, it's not the easiest easiest place where to start selling. By then it was much easier than it's now. It have been, have begun much bureaucratic in the years. But by then it's what was a little bit easier. And from the date when we started, you know, opening our products in Amazon, nothing really happened. But then we figured out that we had to do some marketing and we started to do marketing in, in Instagram and Facebook, you know, telling our story and 
put some, you know, receptors and stuff. And then people started to buying, buying, and and the sellings were quite good. But and and we kept getting very good feedback from our products. You know, Germans were saying that this this belt is very good and it, and it's having good good vibes. <laughs> and from there we expanded. You know, the other other Amazon countries to Italy, to to UK, Spain. But in in after a few years, there we have to stop it selling there because it's you know went so hard because Amazon can be you know if you if we had you know wrong picture or you don't have the documents they can put your account immediately down and then we didn't have you know enough people to look after the Amazon selling and stuff so we you know we wanted to turn from there to to get real importers. And you know it's much easier to have an importer. Well, can I can I stop you there? Do stuff I'm there. curious. I'm curious. So when you were on Amazon, you did make money, but it didn't make you know enough to really have somebody hired to take care of that. It wasn't that profitable. Do I understand correctly? Mm, not really. No, no. And you know Amazon is facing also. You have to have uh, the price level have to be you know that low that you you will get some you know enough stuff there to sell to get the volumes so it's it takes some time and it's yeah we just you know wanted to focus something else it was too hard so <laughs> you did have a somewhat of a success on amazon but it was too much work for the money that you got and there was some issues there that it made it dif like difficult to run it uh, so you then you mentioned you were going on to uh, these bigger suppliers or these exporters or uh, could tell me more about what what, are, what do you mean with that uh yeah then we well we got we got some importers we are business finland we had some meetings so we got our first importer ever we got it from israel and we just, you know, meet the, meet the guys who were interested about us and we start to discuss about what we can supply and they, you know, they just wanted to start import from us. And by then we just, you know, want to forget Amazon stuff so we get better customers from there. Then we, then we got some Norwegians just, you know, sent some email to us and they were asking about what we can do and they were a little bit, they had some shortage from from spelt so that that was quite easy selling for us you know we just you know they they had they had to buy it from somewhere so we get our food on the day you don't you didn't say it but like how do these norwegian even find you like are you on some list somewhere or things like I, this i think they just from the google they <laughs> were you know searching spelt from finland so they yeah. found us i'm thinking for everybody that's listening to this that that's like the minimum you you at least got to have that that's why it makes sense to have a, at least a part of your page in english a short small little part so so that these chance events that happened with with the norwegians would never happen if they can't search you i mean i bet uh, finland don't have a lot of farmers in percentage of population but in individuals there are still a lot of farmers and a lot of farms but i think there's a very small percentage less than half even have a website so um, that's uh, that. Well, you know, I'm not an expert in this, but I've been looking at some ecological stuff, and there's there's uh, not too many suppliers. So, um, well, anyway, okay. But then the hard part started. You got the Norwegians, like, wow, that was cool, and you got the Israelis, Israelis from uh, like a almost random meeting you set up with Business Finland, and you just talked, and, and suddenly you have uh, two clients. And then the hard part started. Let me know what what happened then. Yeah, then we, you know, 
from there to get new customers, it was, you know, we, did, we didn't really know how, what to do and how to get them. But yeah, from some different ways, we get this Euroscalers program. And I think that have, have helped quite a lot. Um, the email marketing or selling, I don't know how you call it, what's the right word for it. But uh, well, we, I have tried a little bit in Finland, you know, to get known to the local bakeries and stuff. We get got some results, but uh, when we get your program, I really figure it out that the numbers have to be like 10 times more what we had done to get some results. First on the on the program we have, well, I was, I was a little bit skeptic, I, I, I can say that, but, but um, when I got the list of emails, when I bought them from the, if I can mention it on this, in, in channels, I, I bought yeah, it from the it. best food importers. You can, you can buy, you know, email list from there. And, and then we just, you know, tried that. There was like almost 1000, what we, first we tried few, few hundreds, but then we have in, increased it. But then we are getting hits and that was, you know, surprising. First, you know, people just, you know, uh, answer it that that's really cool stuff what you are doing that they appreciate it that we have the old chain by ourselves we are farming we are doing the milling here and we are family business they really you know appreciate it and they they really want to buy from small businesses like us and uh yeah i was surprised i have i have multiple places where i have to make some offers and then they are as, asking from samples and yeah, now everything have <laughs> quite changed. We have uh, from from this, you know, stuff what we have done. We have uh, from Holland. We are having now really big customer, which is, I think, it's really happening now. We are just waiting two weeks more, so they big stuff. And this we have. So you have to harvest. I mean, you you're harvesting yet, but it's or have you harvested already? Uh, no, we are beginning. In, we are starting in few weeks, but we have also we have of course we have a. Cooperation farms. We have. We are buying also grain from others. But yeah, we we are. This is now the basic how to get new customers. This you know the email sending for others. I, we, I will never hire a salesperson. I will do you know getting new customers. We are this system. It's it's very good. Also in Finland, and we are getting hits also in Finland. We launched a new product spelled organic spelled malt like. Uh, three months ago and we organized mm -hmm. that there's so many breweries in Finland and once again we ah, trying to contact yes. them with this kind of with this system and yeah we are also getting you know when we were launching a new product we are getting quite easy selling with it with this as well yeah. Very nice. I think, Simo, you might be, when you're using these techniques, um, depending on who I talk with, there are industries where where um, this is harder. But I think with you, I don't know what, I mean, how many other farmers take this seriously. So I think that gives you a huge competitive advantage. If you're the only one who's emailing, so then, you know, they have whatever their old supplier is, and then they have you. So you are the, you are the number, you know, you, you are one option in every negotiation they have. You are going to win some negotiations. You're going to win some clients. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. I think if we, if we think globally, our worst or 
best competitors are in German, but I think they are selling so locally. So we are getting hits from other countries quite well. And of course, the timing is the, you know, the thing. If they have, if they're just thinking, we never know what the buyer is thinking, but if they're, you know, just guessing that where I'm getting more spelt for our bakery or something. And if I test, you know, throw the email just in time, they, you know, and I have done it just, you know, it was just good <laughs> luck, but then, then the things are going quite fastly and well, easily. It's so amazing. have you, I'm curious because of the uh, war situation in Ukraine and uh, has that affected your business positively? Maybe? Mm, I'm not really sure because the, well, spelt market is also always niche, niche market. So we, it's very hard to guess how everything affects on something. There have been, you know, mm. something happens now, but we don't know why. Some, some, you know, demand increases, but then it can, you go very shortly low but we don't know know the reasons but maybe of course it's it's affecting but i don't really know honestly how of course yeah. they are not okay, they are man, not so just... they're not they're not coming so much uh grain at the market at the moment so it's there must be some kind of you know demand or you know they don't they're not having enough grain on the market yeah, so I was guessing that like something would happen, but I in, there are industries. Why I asked you a little bit is because there are industries where they there is a, there is a change in the demand, like the demand is very high, and then I ask them about their marketing or sales strategies, and when I'm listening, it's it's frustrating because I'm hearing they are just customers are falling over them, they're tripping over them just because they, they, they're in so much demand, and the uh, sales guy or the the CEO thinks he's so smart because he's doing all these techniques. And I'm like, no, no, you, you just, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for you that you're doing so well, but it's not because you have a good sales process. It's because the competition is so low and the demand is enormous. So people need to buy and they're like, okay, I'm going to buy it from you because there's no good options. Mm -hmm. You know, that's there, there happens. It's common in the IT business, depending on the year and what angle you have. But if you've hit it right, you can, you can have a situation like that. So I was just curious. I mean, it's a nice situation to be in. So I was curious if that was happening to you. But I've actually seen that you've done, if you've uh, switched the uh, topic a little bit, because we had the emails. Uh, I, I've seen you've done some attempts at videos as well. Uh, with uh, you, uh, Most of your wife is baking stuff. And you're also shown that there is, uh, you show your machines and stuff like this. Would you like to share what is the idea there? What's your strategy behind it? <laughs> I don't know. Are there any strategic behind it, but we are, we are just trying to be so authentic that, that we can be. We are just, you know, telling the stuff what we are doing here. Yeah, we have, we have done it for many, many years. And, and maybe the, one, the, the main thing what we are doing that we are not buying anything, marketing stuff from others, we are doing ourselves. And I think that's the main thing. We want to tell who we are, where we come from and what we do ourselves and then it, it, it looks really authentic it's not so professional but that's also a thing and in and and it's important to use it in so many multiple channels as possible youtube linkedin instagram facebook we have a little bit started with tiktok but it's a own different world <laughs> to using that one yeah yeah well i i like the videos uh, that i've seen and i was thinking are, are you giving any of these to your um uh, suppliers, like, I mean, no, the suppliers, the buyers, because they could share this in their social media. Let's say I'm a bakery. You could show like, this is where the spell come from. And they could show one of your videos. Uh, not directly. Well, I have, 
I have used one video on the email which I'm sending. I don't know. Sometimes I'm thinking that do they think it's uh, uh, some link to the to have viewers, but I think I, have, I really see that they are they are watching it from YouTube. But um, I'm trying to. I know I have linked them up in LinkedIn so they can see their the stuff what we are doing. But they are they're usually yeah. importers which are not using this stuff so much because they you know just sell big quantities somewhere. Yeah, the chain. Yeah, the chain is so long. But I, I noticed that about LinkedIn as well. That you talk, you lose a lot of emails and stuff. But I am there's a very good benefit with LinkedIn is that if I send a request, for example, like, hey, my name is Simo. I uh, I have organic spelt from Finland. All like uh, and what's different with us is we have it from we grow it and we grind it and we package it all ourselves. And it's all organic family business. Uh, would you be interested in looking at our as, as one of your suppliers? And if I send that on LinkedIn, then the they can right away check my LinkedIn profile. Like the, so, then they say, mm -hmm. okay, who is who is Simo? What do, what does he have? And then he'll see your videos and see your wife making some pancakes and stuff. It's very nice. Uh, and then you'll be like, oh yeah, this I like this guy. And then he can answer. Uh, the difference is when we send emails, is that it's a little bit harder to do that thing because it's not right on the platform. So I I have I still use a lot of emails in my my reach outs, but LinkedIn has become a very effective tool because you can have the videos and stuff as you mentioned um so so i think even if depend doesn't matter how many see the videos all the time is that they are there and they're getting you know somewhat recent then people will look at that when they want to do business with you if you want to give tips to somebody who wants to go abroad from your perspective what are your your tips to somebody who wants to do what you have done my main thing is that uh, stop planning and start doing we have this issue. I, I at least I have seen it in in uh, our food industry. You know, with the small companies, they just you know, they are thinking it's too hard. It isn't. Just you know, the the buyers are just the same as in Finland, or they can be even easier. They can you know look forward to do business with the small companies. So so the main thing is that you know start to do something at least you know have to make some market research you don't have to spend 1000 euros for that you can do it via google and you know ask directly from the buyer what they want and is this something what you are looking for maybe and uh, yeah that's the main thing that and that's something what we wanted to to do i i was you know i wanted to export i wanted to start that business somehow so that's why we started via Amazon, but it's also, you know, just sending emails and calling and asking people how they think about us and how, it, how does it look? Are there any demand? And at the beginning, when you start exporting, it's very hard to know, um, know which markets you are going into or, or what are the tricks, how to get the customers. But once again, it, it will, you will figure it out because what we have done five years ago it's so much different what we are doing now and we have learned a lot but to start le learning anything you have to start doing something there, there's there's a there's a joke some kind of joke that that you know we, in finland we are just you know planning and planning about the export but the swedes have already conquered the market so you know we, we should you know do that same as well we can do it but we have to change our mindset they are and there's some, you know, the consults are doing the, the exporting stuff so hard. They are telling that you have to have 
this much of salespersons and you have to have this much of documents before you start exporting about, well, we are doing, talking about food and you have to have the golden market research. You can throw them trash, start selling. I like that. That's that's the right attitude. I Because I, I've, I've noticed that in all these you will know more about like we can call like call it whatever you want but a market re- a normal market research means i would call it like desktop research it's like the people are kind of like looking at some googling stuff and they maybe ask a friend what did you think and in comparison you can spend that time and money asking people who are potential buyers hey do you want to have my product and if you do that in a couple of different markets and different places you're going to get some feedback that uh, yeah we love working with small firms like you know sell, and then you can start sell right away like there's no you don't need that middle middle level of test checking you just need to check yourself so yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm completely with you there i think we're wasting time and energy thinking that there's more to it and as you said in five years things have changed but it's because you started you need to start doing working with your hands. Amazon kind of worked, but it could have been, it could have been a complete failure. That would have seemed to be okay because you're moving forward and you're experimenting. That you will find the right path as long as you start walking on it. Yeah, yeah. Because when we started at the Amazon, it started also a very huge process. We started to think what the thing people in German thinks about us, and then we started to you know make translations to our products, also the pricing, all those, also the logistics. It was very small by then, but all that stuff, what we learned five years ago, helped us now. We have made tons of mistakes, but they are so important. And nobody teaches this stuff, how they work on your business mm. and how to grow it by, by exporting. And, you know, but you have to, there, there's always, always pain, but you have to just do it. Sometimes things go directly right, but sometimes... Or very, very, really often they go like hell, but it's part of the learning process. I'm with you. For me, like if we talk, talk about this podcast, for example, I've been doing podcast uh, experiments in the past. Like I think this is my at, at least at the least the third experiment I'm doing with podcasts to try to get it right. I think I found a format now that works, but I had to start somewhere. If you mm. don't start, yeah. nothing's going to happen. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I try to live by that as well. Yeah. Is there anything else, Simo, that you think? So people should be hands-on and get things done and start experimenting. Anything else that you want to recommend? It could be more specific as well, if you have some some thoughts. Yeah, well, one one more thing, what we have recognized that the world has been changed after COVID came quite a lot. So the buyers are also willing to start businesses, you know, doing in LinkedIn or via email because they... Normally, before COVID, they went to exhibitions to look new stuff. But now it has been much changed. They don't go so much in the exhibitions. They are on at their desktop looking, you know, stuff on their computer and doing the business from there. So the step doing with a new uh, supplier, it's lower the step, you know. They, they are mm. willing to buy even before they have meet you. But after... Now it goes, you know, we have this new Holland customer, you know, they answer it that, okay, your stuff is looking so nice. So they came here, they make audition to us and we start discussion and told that it's looking very great what we are doing. That's lovely. I mean, that, yeah. that would be, 
that'd be a way to do business. You can travel around the world, check the supplier. That's super yeah. serious. Like I, if if I knew, because you know, there's this fair trade, for example, and they they do some experiments, go out to the farmers and ask, do you know what fair trade is? Do you have any? They're like, I have no idea. I've never heard about it. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. So I'm like, you know, when when the, when these stories come out every now and then, I'm like, yeah, I don't care so much for the fair trade mark. And then, but then, you know, this Holland, Holland company comes, even travels, checks out your, your production unit and stuff. I think that's, uh, I like that. That's uh, doing it re the real way, I think. And that's, it was really great. Now, after the meeting, you know, we were talking about some quantities, which, are, which was big for us. But now the, the ne next offer, what, what they request us, us, it was, you know, even double. The quantities are quantities. What they want from us, us are so huge, and when we get this deal, we are going to increase our business. Like, yeah, I was thinking about the the supply, like because you know you don't have unlimited land. Like, what what happens if you get one of these? Like, if you really start to grow, what what do you do? Mm, well, we as I said, we we have cooperation farms. You know, we are buying. We have yeah, we have contract farmers where we get the get the grain itself but we also we, now we are planning you know uh, maybe getting some other business owners to get some you know feed money and also we have to expand just uh, our meal where we are doing our stuff that's that's lovely i i think yeah. it's so cool especially uh, for me who i grew up in the suburbs like in the north like one of these normal houses and there was houses everywhere and all my neighbors were like you know working in pharmaceuticals so they there's some lawyers and stuff so that's the type of neighborhood i grew up in and then I moved, uh, and also now I live in a city. So all this re reality where there's actual food, actual things, is so far removed from me. So I find it amazing, at, like when we talk business about farming and things like this, uh, that always always amazes me because it feels more real than the things that I'm otherwise doing. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really happy for you. Well, uh, so you got a, but you got a new product coming out. If there's, you know, I don't know if there's any importers or... Uh, you know, well, there might be some alcohol enthusiasts <laughs> listening yeah, to this. Yeah. So if they want to have the new, yeah. Yeah, we are delivering now organic spelt malt. So if, if there are any breweries or any distilleries, they're very welcome to contact us. And the feedback from our new product have been really good. The taste is so good on the malt. And I think everybody likes beer or vodka, spelt vodka maybe. Yeah, you can use it on that. All right. Well, in this weather, like it's really warm. I'm inside now, but it's just, it's tropical uh, these days. Yeah. Uh, I like Finland. I like it tropical, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would like to do this interview naked if I, if I could choose. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> old so channel warm. now. Don't, don't do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had, <laughs> as I said, I had several podcasts. So this is <laughs> not for this one. Yeah. Uh, I have another one. But Simo, thank you very much for coming. People can find you on LinkedIn. You had Instagram. What what's the uh, what's the handle there? Is it uh, Birkala, Birkala Farms or what's Birkalantila. the uh, where did they find you? Birkalantila. Yeah. Birkala, that's the way to find it. We'll put it in the in the show notes as well. Thank you very much, Simo, for coming. Best of luck. I hope you get that big, nice, juicy contract, and let's see see your farms grow uh, in the future. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Scale with Sales podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts. So find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Rasmus Basilea and you'll find me there. I'll make it a point to respond to all messages I get. If startup sales and international expansion interests you more, you can find more insights and resources at euroscalers.com. Thank you again for listening.